the last show before I take a sabbatical. It's Chris Michaels for the Last Call podcast. And as always, I like to remind people what Christmas is all about. It's not about baby Jesus. It's about Saturnalia, ancient Roman festival and holiday that honors, oddly enough, as the name implies, the god of Saturn, held on usually December 17th of the Julian calendar. Sidebar, if anybody does their esoteric research, they'll find out that supposedly, according to the Zodiac and where the stars were in the sky, Atlantis fell in November, which is why you get Thanksgiving. It is the rebirth after the fall of a massive civilization in Atlantis and the Atlantic Ocean, if you are the mythology type. So that's why you have Thanksgiving in November. So continuing along, the holiday of Saturnalia was usually celebrated with a sacrifice, because what else would you do at a temple of Saturn in the Roman Forum and a public banquet was had, private gift-giving, continual partying, carnival atmosphere that overturned Roman social norms. What you have? You had gambling, masters providing table service for their slaves, as it was the time of liberty for both slaves and freedmen alike. Dogs, cats, living together, total anarchy. A common custom, uh, prostitutes would pay uh, other people. Uh, the common custom was the election of a king of the Saturnalia, who gave orders to people which were followed and presided over the merrymaking. So there you go. Gifts were given, gag gifts, uh, all kinds of stuff. So the other part of this celebration was the idea that even though you had a different status compared to the masters, as a slave, you were still a human being and you were still incarnated in the divine form, even though societally you were not up and coming. So that's part of what Saturnalia is all about. Saturn also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was the god during the Golden Ages. So that meant that was when God and mankind lived together, no real issues. It was what you would see in Greco-Roman art, lots of temples, lots of glorious temples, human beings interacting with nature, and so on and so forth. But as always, there is a light and a dark. Saturn also had the negative that went along with it that included sacrifices and everything else you believe it to be. Saturn was also known in some circles as the original sun. So if you look at Arthur C. Clarke, he's the one that wrote 2001, A Space Odyssey, 2010, and also a, a large number of science fiction books, probably the godfather of science fiction going back to the 1950s or so. One of his books is actually on my list for 2024, uh, Childhood, Childhood's End, uh, is the book I have on my list. Very, very interesting concept. So uh, if you look at 2001, he almost tells you the true story of what happened in the solar system and how Saturn got its rings. But he shifts the planet from Saturn to Jupiter. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen 2001 and 2010, Jupiter becomes 
the second sun in that series. And it, we now, as human beings, live in a binary star system uh, in Arthur C. Clarke's novels. The real story behind it all is probably more along the lines that Saturn was the original sun. It was the original god's sun, the sun of the Titans, even. And then you get Saturn's rings on it. And that's why you get ear rings, because the earrings have to tune the ear in to the frequency of Saturn, right? So you have the rings around Saturn, which nullify the effects of the original sun. And now you've got a new sun, a reincarnated sun. And now you know where God's sun comes from, right? So we're looking at soul and that is a quick esoteric version of what really went on. Also, Saturnalia was categorized by a whole bunch of depravity. Freedom of speech was all over the place. And there were toga parties. Dinner clothes were just thrown out. Orgies. The whole nine yards. So that's what this was all about. And ultimately, it came back to what we see today, where you are supposed to chop down a perfectly fine evergreen and then let it die in your living room. Um, and also, it's timed appropriately to the solstice, which is what today is, uh, if you're listening to me today, uh, which is the shortest day of the year. It's not even supposed to be the cusp of the new year. If you go way back when, uh, mankind used to have 13-month calendars. Each month was 28 days tied to the moon. And the first day of the year, the new year, was typically in April. So the Roman Catholic Church came along and said, no, 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 no. God's Son needs to rise again. So it is the death of God's Son. It is the shortest day of the year. So within two weeks, we're now starting to see the sun rise again, or in a week, we're now starting to see the sun rise again. So now it's the time to start the new year. The days are getting longer. The sun was at its shortest daylight period ever throughout the year, but now it's getting bigger and brighter for all of us. So that's what this sun worship religion tried to push onto us, and now we live in a 12-month year instead of a 13-month year. And that's what is essentially happening throughout, I don't know, the last 2,000 years or so, summed up quite nicely. So what does that mean for us? Not a lot, because we should still enjoy Christmas the way we've always enjoyed Christmas, which is by eating too much, giving each other presents. It's not about receiving the presents. It's about giving the presents. And also spending time with family members and uh, drinking until you can't even see straight, usually. So do go enjoy that with your family. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of this issue with Trump yet again. So two stories, and this is probably where I'm going to end it for the year. Um, I'm not going to go my usual, oh, this is going to be real quick, and then 30 minutes later, I'm still rambling. Um, Jonathan Turley decided to comment on some fat pig on MSNBC, Mara Gay. And she sits on the New York Times editorial board. And 
if you're assuming that kind of pedigree, then you know for a fact she is inherently biased, more than likely racist, and will do everything in her power to push a Democrat World Economic Forum agenda. So she was commenting to uh, Morning Joe, and we still have questions about how a dead girl's body was found in the basement uh, of, uh, was it his apartment or was it his office when he was uh, an elected official? And daughter of warmonger Zibiganow Brzezinski, Mika Brzezinski is his co-host, and I believe they are married uh, after having affairs on their relative spouses uh, from working on this. So they decided to have this shrew on, and Miss Gay was talking about the whole idea of Colorado Supreme Court removing Donald Trump from the primary ballots. And she is making the argument that if you go against the Colorado Supreme Court, you are the equivalent of a Klansman, and you would probably be on the side of the Confederacy back in the 1800s. Yes. So she was asked about this, and her quote is, why are you standing with Confederates who betrayed this country? And the reason why she's saying that is because Article 14, or the 14th Amendment, Section 3, was really geared towards the Confederacy and former officers within the Confederacy after the Civil War, uh, essentially not allowing them to hold uh, public office. This is what they're standing with, she says. It's the spirit of those Confederates rather than the Americans who came together after a long and brutal civil war that was fought to keep the Union together and clearly saw a threat in ex-Confederates running for office. So much so, they amended the Constitution to prevent those traitors from running for office. Yes. So she's firmly in the camp that Trump is no better than a Southerner that was on the side of the Confederacy. Ironically, I doubt this imbecile realizes that most of the South during the Civil War was run by Democrats. And Juneteenth, the vaunted holiday that made its ultimate display during Biden's administration in, uh, was due to Oklahoma City. Democrats in Oklahoma City not telling their slaves that slavery has ended, and it took a whole bunch of Republicans and the military to go in there and tell them otherwise. So Miss Gay, as usual, behind the eight ball or just blatantly ignoring history, I would suspect she just doesn't have any research behind it because she's too busy listening to propaganda and shoving it up her various orifices. And the political brief, or the politics brief, excuse me, they've made a very, very interesting discovery. Former Attorney General Ed Meese, Professor Gary Lawson, and Stephen Calabrese petitioned the U.S. Supreme Court for a writ of certiorari. Certiorari, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Arguing that private person, ooh, that's a phrase we should pay attention to, Jack Smith was never properly appointed as special counsel. This would declare all of his legal acts null and void. So this is their argument. The constitutional experts 
and former Reagan-era attorney general, has given a persuasive legal argument that only Congress can create offices subordinate to the attorney general under U.S. regulations regulating the Department of Justice. Because Smith was employed immediately by currently by current Attorney General Merrick Garland, the proper constitutional procedure of the nomination by the president and approval by the full United States Senate was never followed. In other words, special counsel Jack Smith, the idiot that is trying to throw Trump in prison, try to get him guilty of felonious charges, he was never appointed to his office properly. And if he is doing this kind of stuff, Whilst not being appointed, it means he has no authority, no legal jurisdiction to bring any kind of charges against anybody in the United States, never mind Donald Trump. So this I would not even doubt for a second, knowing how the Democrats abuse their positions of power, do not pay attention to laws, and ultimately do whatever it is that they feel as necessary, despite the fact that those necessary agendas break the law. And then it's up to us to catch them and unwind everything that they've done. It's the same kind of concept that we heard during Russia Gate, Ukraine Gate, and on and on we go. Trump is guilty until proven innocent. Anybody that supports Trump is guilty of sedition, if you're looking at the rabble rally on January 6th, is guilty of sedition until they are proven innocent. Last time I checked, that's not how things were supposed to work in the United States. You are innocent until proven guilty. The trio claim in the language of their petition that Smith's varied legal activities under color of law can only be taken by persons properly appointed as federal officers to properly created uh, federal offices. So that's the whole thing in a nutshell. If the Supreme Court actually has the ovaries and testes to hear this argument, then Jack Smith and the Biden administration is toast. When the Supreme Court, because they don't have a choice, is going to hear what is going on with Trump and the Colorado Supreme Court from the, from the Trump side, if they had any scruples and any legitimacy they would unanimously throw the verdict of the Colorado Supreme Court out the window and set it on fire once it lands. This Supreme Court is now at a crossroads. They have to prove to us, and maybe to, the, to each other, I doubt it, if you're to believe the rumors about Justice Roberts, they have to prove to us that they are truly unbiased and they understand the law. And they also understand the concept that you have rogue actors throughout the Department of Justice and the legal system that put their ideology and their own biases ahead of the laws of this United States. If the Supreme Court does not do what it's supposed to do, then they are toast as well. We have no faith in them, and we have no reason to believe that we should ever abide by anything they have to say ever again. Okay, 
That's it. I've got another podcast to do. Another exciting night for old Chris Michaels. Uh, next year, this is what I plan. I, pr- I may do a podcast next week. Uh, just one. I'll be I'll be on sabbatical. Uh, this is what I intend to do. I intend to do more. Actually, more. I intend to start up. How about that? Um, Instagram lives or Instagram reels. Why? Because you are allowed to see my chubby face, and it enables another avenue for uh, for exposure. Uh, no, I will not be doing what Democrat staffers do in Senate hearing rooms. I'm not going to be showing my butthole to anybody, uh, but you'll see my glorious face. And I also intend to do Spotify-only podcasts. And the reason for that is twofold. One, I can put videos on Spotify. Two, I can add music. I can go back to what I used to do, which is basically being a shock jock, talking about current events, and then interspersing music as a break between my rants. Something that I enjoy more because I do enjoy music, and I'm not allowed to do that as much as I'd like. So you're kind of looking at almost potentially three podcasts. You'll have one on Instagram Reels or Instagram Live, and then you'll have one on Spotify. And I'll still do this where you can hear me across all of the platforms. Uh, But the problem with the Spotify is that it's only, if I add music, it can only be listened to on Spotify. So I look at the stats about a little bit more than, uh, no, a little bit less than half of all my listens are on Spotify. So that's good. But the other half, the 51 to 52% that don't listen to Spotify, maybe you should download it because then you can see me in video and you can also hear my kind of music and playlists. So that's going to be it for me. Enjoy your Christmas. I'll, like I said, I'll probably be back for New Year's. I will be on Greg Bolden's podcast over on X. You can find it there. As always, every week, and um, you can. We're having a guest, very, very excellent guest. So go pay attention to that. This is Chris Michaels. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your family. Do remember to be the brilliant, lovable fuzzball. Maybe be a little bit more tactful at Christmas time. Maybe you don't want to talk about politics and COVID shots and all of that. Maybe you should just enjoy your families for once and stop haranguing them. Unless they go after you, then I give you permission. As the leader of all glorious fuzzballs, capable of brilliant thought and critical thinking, you have my blessings to set them straight. But until the New Year's, I will be on sabbatical. It's Chris Michaels. Thank you for another amazing year, and I appreciate the listens that you give, and I appreciate the shares that you also have as well to other people that you think should listen to someone like me. Have a very good Christmas. I will be back next week.